with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up, what's up? Hey. How you guys doing today? I'm doing good. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. You look good. You look like you dropped like 10 pounds. Hey, I feel like I dropped 10 pounds. Hey, he stopped <laughs> drinking a lot of soda, so he is cutting weight. I stopped drinking Coke. That is so yeah. hard for me. Yeah. So how many Cokes did you drink before a day? To be honest? You want to be honest? Don't lie. Okay. <laughs> before probably, the Lord, don't you lie. You are a pastor. Uh, yeah, pr- yeah. Probably about two to three a day. Two to three a day. Large? Uh, uh, refills. <laughs> <laughs> two to three? So how many calories is that? I don't know. I don't ever check that stuff. That scares that's me. That's just pure sugar. sugar. That's, yeah. that's just sugar. But I've been drinking and that it, stuff since I was younger. And when I was younger, I was skinny as a rail, so it didn't really matter. But you were also doing some other substances. But he was skinny before that. I was though. skinny. Oh, I was skinny okay. my whole life. So, but check this out, though. Um, so even when you eat like breads and stuff, that's like a lot of sugar, like yep. pasta and all that True. stuff. True. Yep. Because it breaks down as sugar. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a carnivore, though. I like meat, yeah. chicken, all Me that too. kind of stuff. Me too. So, that's good for you. That's I'm not, not fattening. I'm not a huge bread guy. I mean, I eat it for different yeah. stuff, but I can live without it. Right. Okay. But uh, cheese. You eat a lot let's, of cheese? Cheese also. Let's uh, change the subject. <laughs> cheese. Carne asada, uh, tacos with cheese. Tacos are actually cheese. pretty good for you. Think about it. Lettuce, tomato, meats, that's salsa, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you could do a corn, corn and not flour, yeah. then it's that's pretty good. That's still sugar. Corn's no sugar, but um, yeah. It's better. Anyway, for the last month, I've let's only- Let's just turn let, this into an eating exactly. show. <laughs> <laughs> for the last month, for the last month, I've only had four Cokes in a month and that's, that's 30 good. days it's a big drop yeah it, is. It, went, so. it would be so actually good. interesting to actually bring someone in that knows about health and talk about diet and stuff and if we exposed everything we just ate in this room and them expose us how we're eating wrong i'm not saying that we don't <laughs> eat wrong i think it's balance no it is balance moderation 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 yeah you yeah. can have whatever you want, but you just can't be excessive about it. You can't it. drink four Cokes a day, Sean. Exactly. I know. <laughs> you're you're like now. 80 years old, though. You can't do that. <laughs> and you that can't now. eat a tub of ice cream in one night, Ryan. Yeah. If it's in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> once a month is not once, a problem. Uh, once a month, that's true. <laughs> all right. Well, look, I, I left with that, all that stuff. But uh, we got a pretty heavy show today or tonight. Um, because there's this thing that just circulated in the news recently about the, uh, what's it called? The blue, blue well. whale, the blue, blue well challenge, went, the blue well challenge mm-hmm. to give us a little background on that blue well challenge. The blue well challenge basically is, uh, through social media and you go and you sign up and then as you sign up, um, it gives you like, Where do you sign up? What? Where do you sign up? You go, you go in and you get online and uh-huh. you go in and then makes you sign up and do all these things uh-huh. and ask, ask all these questions uh-huh. and all that and then you're just like put in with everybody else and okay. then because they have all your information they have your email and so name. they connect you with all these other whales yes because you're a whale basically yeah well you're that's your goal is to be a blue whale and what do blue whales do and blue whales what they what happens is is that they give you 50 tasks that you have to do to be a blue whale. This is all in training to be a blue whale. So for instance, like But why why a blue whale though? What's what's because the Because basically the end of the whole challenge, because mm-hmm. it's a challenge. Yes. So you have all these challenges that you are um doing. So at the end of the challenge, it's that you eventually commit suicide. So the blue whale, the reference to the blue whale is how whales 
throw themselves on the shore and just they die. Mm -hmm. Basically, they they, they commit suicide. So you're saying that this Blue Well Challenge is going out to the youth, which it started in Russia. Correct. And now um, it's spreading through the youth of America online and it's leading the kids, our kids, your kids that are listening to commit suicide. And it's being effective. Yes. Because as I Googled last night, uh, there was an article that just came out on CBN, but then there's also a Fox article that came out uh, not too long ago. And the Fox article came out two weeks ago with a teenager. And then the one that recently just came out, the article I sent you was like, how old was that little kid? He was young. Yeah, he was young. Like eight, yeah, yeah eight or something. The like that. The crazy thing is, is what what just blows my mind is that they have to um, post it, so they'll see it. So I don't. And, and Instagram already blocked it. I tried pulling the hashtag okay. yesterday. They already blocked it. Okay. I think was I, I looked into it a little bit too on those platforms because I believe it was uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. I think it were yes. the three main ones, right? Right. Mm. So all of those have the live video feed that's live for a while, but then it goes down. That's true. So that's oh, what it they is. They do it through the live feed. Yeah. So it yeah. through the live feed. So somebody is you can't shut it down. The curator talking. Okay, now do this. Now do that. Now do this. Now do that. And, and send it back. And it right. probably goes live and off. I'm, I'm not right. positive. I haven't yeah. looked into it so much, but that would make sense because it's giving them this breakdown. And it's interesting why it hits a kid because it turn, you look at it as like a game. It's almost like um, a hybrid scavenger hunt that people right. would do. Do this, go to this house, go to this, that, that. And it's like a competitive like game, mm-hmm. you know, that people get connected right. to. And think about this. If you're, you know, when you're growing up and you want to prove a point that you're gnarly, you're, right. you're right. crazy and True. you can do anything. This basically, if you accomplish this, you know, you've, yeah. yeah. You're, the you're, the you're thing that was crazy is that the, um, the little boy that did commit suicide, like his parents, well, his sister was talking with, about with his parents and they were like, if only someone would have told us, because you know somebody saw it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but didn't tell the parents. Hey, I saw this weird thing. Like I don't know. I mean, you might not know like that it's something this dangerous, but you know that it's something weird, like something different, like something you want to like. Red flag should have gone up and said, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but this is what your child is doing." You know? Yeah. So it's just crazy. And this is exactly why the Whosoever's movement is going to high schools. We are going to high schools and junior high schools to talk to these kids. And this is obviously a new subject that I'm going to be talking to these kids about in, uh, in this coming school year. We go there to give them the gospel, let them know they were created with a purpose and not to be caught up in the distractions of the world. Suicide is trending right now. Mm-hmm. Ever since even 13 Reasons came out, exactly. uh, Selena Gomez put it out on Netflix. What well, had a backfiring effect and made suicide look cool. Right. But And that wasn't her intention, obviously. Right, right. But now suicide is this cool thing. We got people, ha- kids hanging themselves, live feeds on Facebook. I mean, it's going crazy. And then we just had Chester from Lincoln Park commit suicide, hung himself, and then Chris Cornell from Soundgarden just hung himself. Yep. And these are... Big rock stars in big bands. Money's not an object. Right. They they hit it big when when actually when people were actually making money in the, exactly. in the music industry. Um, huge bands, families, kids, wives. I mean, just amazing things going on in their life. But the enemy is stump come to steal, kill, and destroy. So we got to reach these kids, and this is why the movement goes to these high schools. And we would love for you guys to join us not only in prayer that God will open more doors to get into high schools, but even join us. 
and uh, in finances to to help us get into the high schools. I think it comes out to about fifteen hundred dollars per high school, and that provides kids free pizza to get all the kids in to, to pay for their lunch. For them to come hang out, we give them free product, we give them free Bibles, and we give them the gospel, which is a free message as well. And then we get them plugged in into the Christian club, and then the kids, and then the Christian clubs get the kids plugged into the local churches in the surrounding areas. And obviously, we plug the kids into our radio shows right. and the Shine Bible studies. But you guys, I did a post yesterday on my social media saying it's a matter of life or death because it says I was just with a girl recently. Um, I'm going to actually bring her on the show one time. She's actually a psychologist. She's a Christian, but she's a psychologist that works in the Christian uh, or she works for the government in the high schools. And she's in charge of like 30 high schools in the past, uh, not not Pasadena area, like um, in the L.A. area. Uh And then my friend Victor, he does the same thing in the Pasadena high schools. And she said that 80 percent of adolescents from 11 to 18 in, in, in junior high and high school contemplate suicide. Wow. 80 percent that's crazy dude i was blown away she was actually at the austin event i, uh, I, I was just walking through the line right, talking right. to people and, uh-huh. I, and I, she wow. started telling me her story 80 percent. and you wonder like i would be interested to see if how that percentage has changed if it's changed at all since social media and all that has come into play yeah. you know what i'm saying we gotta because get her on the show the isolation of it is causing people like they had a girl on there who contemplated suicide. She wasn't involved in the blue whale challenge at all, mm-hmm. but she was contemplating. She said, if I would have known about this, I would have done it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because she was so alone. She was already, you know, mm-hmm. depressed. And so this would have been not necessarily fun, but it would have given her something to do. It would have like, you know, yeah. took her mind off of that. But the end result is suicide. And yeah. you think about it. The Blue Whale Challenge, how they try to get you is one of the tasks is you have to wake up at 4.20 in the morning. You have to watch psychedelic films and crazy. Psychedelic horror films. Yeah, yeah. horror films and music, crazy music. music. Yeah, gnarly music. Yeah. You have to listen to that. So what are they doing? They're trying to infiltrate your mind yeah. so that it's debased from all morality, all you know, knowledge of what's right and wrong to get you to... You know, just be. Oh yeah, this was good. I want. I want to read a couple things here. Okay. So look, if you're uh, you want to know more about this, you can go to my Facebook. The only place I did post it was on my Facebook. It's at Ryan Reese, and I did two posts. I did the news article, and then I also did uh, a post of the things that they want you to do. It basically says, um, it says one says they get a razor and, and carve into your arm uh, F fifty seven. Another one says to wake up at four twenty in the morning, like you said, and watch psychedelic and scary videos. And then another one says to cut your arms with a razor uh, along your veins, but don't go too deep. Uh, only only three cuts. Yeah. Just to make sure you don't miss your vein the first <laughs> exactly. time. You have three, two more chances. Yeah. You know, draw a well with a sheet of paper, send it to your, your curator. Uh, curator. Um, and then it says become a well, carve yes in your leg or cut yourself. I mean, all these things, it's just insane. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many. I think there's like 50 different things there that you could 50. do. One thing says to wake up at 4.20 in the morning and then to climb a roof yeah. and go to the edge and sit there for a while with your legs hanging yeah. off. Just to t- You're half awake at 4.20 in the morning. Exactly. Go mm-hmm. climb up and right. hopefully you'll fall off and die. Yeah. Dude, it is insane. This is straight from the devil. And that's why everyone has to like wake up to this reality. You know, we, we live in a different world today. With, a, with the ability of social media that can connect with all ages all across the world if that technology is given to them, 
Um, and but on the other side, there are demonic. Um, there's a demonic realm. There's people with wicked intentions. As this came up, my, my kids are young, you know, so mm-hmm. I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and, and a two-year-old. But I was telling my wife about this uh, this morning, you know, just kind of, she heard a little bit about it, and I was talking about it, and they overheard me. So I just started yeah. talking to them about what it is, just just a little bit. And I was telling and telling them, that's why, you know, if you grab my phone or whatever, I'm particular what you do. Like, you can't just go anywhere right. on my phone. You can look at pictures or whatever. Why? Because on the other side of that phone, it has the ability to reach evilness. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anything to corrupt your mind ever. So I use it as a teaching a level for them. Right. Because Did you know there's an app, too, that you can get? Shane has it on their phones. On to the have kids re- phones. Yeah. restriction. Yeah. What's it called? I don't know. I'm sure there's things that have restrictions. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, but you can restrict all, um, like, nude people and just, you know, stuff like that. We should let people know about that app. I'll have Ivan go grab a a Skyler to bring in in right now. Yeah, I think it's... it's important that we, because this is is reality. You to have it on all these um, major media outlets. It's because this has been breaking news area. Young kids are are being you know committing suicide. Young kids, I know, eight years old, nine exactly. years old. I mean, and this is um, definitely something right now that we have to wake up. Satan wants to play with the minds of people. That that's his that's his thing. Well, yeah, uh, if he can get mind control, exactly. Then he has you. The same thing that took place with um, um, people who were sex trafficking. When you look into sex trafficking, a lot of times there's movies before where um, they get kidnapped. And then that's what they start doing. Brainwashing them. Watching filth. Watching garbage. And taking away that, um, like a callousness Mm -hmm. that would go over your heart towards things. So when those things come your way, you partake and you're open for these horrible right. things. Uh, I have the app. It's called uh, Porn Block. What is it just? It's called Porn Block something. What is it? Porn Blocker Plus. Porn Blocker Plus is the app that you can download. <laughs> the, twister. I, I, I'm like Porn Blocker Plus. <laughs> well, block the porn on the plus. So yeah, what? Um, it connects over all your apps, everything. App. Yeah. yeah. It has like a filter. So basically, it filters any of the porn. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's on all their kids' phones. Hey, that's just, iPads. that's one, yeah, iPads and cell phones, yeah. that's that's just another thing to help yeah. um, block that pornography. Exactly. Now, you can still see girls in bikinis, because I actually tested it out on their phone to see how, how, uh, what the how, level. but it does block porn. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you go to Instagram and you see girls on bikinis. Exactly. I mean, really? But, <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> um, no, but dude, that's good. I mean, that pornography, I mean... You yeah, know, we live in lines. Southern California. You go to the beach. I mean, you go to the pool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. girls in bikinis everywhere. But um, the porn. I mean, that's that's the ticket that you, you you get that in the kid's mind, and then boom, it's it's just like the Pandora box. It just box. goes on from there. Yeah. We yeah. have this is the thing. We have to spend time with our family, right? right? We have to spend time with our children. Mm-hmm. The people that are listening today. Like, if you have children, you, first of all. You didn't make sure that no corrupt things going into your mind daily because right. it will destroy your own mind. It will destroy your marriage. And then with your children, like you have to have conversation and communication with them. It's vital because there's so many things that are infiltrated wanting. The enemy is looking for a foothold to get into your home. Exactly. And because this is one of the things that we deal with all the time. I was dealing with phone calls yesterday, dealing with people with drugs and you know, and paranoia, like this crazy thing, like in their home. But what it is, is like they've opened themselves right. up. 
Sometimes it's through technology. Sometimes it's through drugs. Whatever it is, Satan's going to find a foothold to get into that home. And what happens so often, you have a mom brokenhearted trying to deal with a, a son or a daughter that's, you know, been jacked up in a life. But it all started getting into the heart and to the mind and leads us astray because our flesh is weak. And we can be, those things could allure you, you know, because I don't think it's something to be like, oh, that's stupid. These kids are crazy or no, these things happen because your flesh um, can be deceived and it could be alluring to you. Um, and that's what sin does. Right. It's we're, deceitful. So we were talking about these footholds, how Satan gets in, right? Mm-hmm. I was literally thinking last night, um, because all the stories of the Austin Carlisle interview that we had, um, not only on the radio show here, but we also had at my dad's church, Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar, last week. Um, and I was hearing all these stories. I was just going through the line, talking to all these different because he invited, he, he did a text out and he had all these like young kids show up. Right. So I was hearing people's stories. And, uh, you know, it reminded me, uh, well, one one girl, she was uh, basically into cutting. She follows uh, that one, this other nonprofit. It's, it's about cutting and stuff. But she basically was suffering with um, severe paranoia. Mm. And she said she was on every kind of medication you could possibly think of. She could not sleep through the night, anxiety, depression, paranoia, and all these things. And uh, she gave her life to the Lord um, at, at the event, or actually at the uh, wake-up message, the, the message I did before mm-hmm. on that Sunday uh, okay. when he did that text. Then she gave her life to God, and then she walked up to him after and goes, what do I do? These are the issues that are going on in my life. And he goes, you need to kill the noise. You need to get rid of turn off your devices, clean your phone out of all that stuff, Those right. basically those things that open those doorways, mm-hmm. the stuff you're listening to, the stuff you're watching. Clean your phone out. Then he goes, get your Bible Read your Bible because that's how you hear God's voice is through the Word of God. And he goes, separate and um, just basically focus on him. And so she literally, and he goes, and don't take the pain pills and he, or the not pain pills, those anxiety pills. And what he meant was like wean yourself off right. of them. He didn't mean like stop them completely because right, right. he's not a doctor. Yeah. yeah. So she literally took it, literally. And she drove to Big Sur up there, the Redwood Force. She stayed in her car for five days. She actually accidentally forgot her uh, antidepressants and all her other stuff. So she said that she was reading, praying, talking to God, listening to worship. And she says on the fifth day, literally, she slept like a baby. God literally delivered her and healed her after the fifth day. And she came back a week later. So it was was a a week later. And she was at uh, at at the interview. And she was just telling how God just like totally delivered her from this stuff. What what is the key? She got rid of all that all those footholds. Mm-hmm. She cleaned her phone out, the music, the stuff she was watching. She sat at God's feet. She had the word of God, which is God's voice. This is how you hear God's voice. Praying, talking to God, mm-hmm. and a- asking him to show up in her life. And he did and healed this girl. She's 18 years old. Wow. Then I thought of this other story recently after I heard that, where there was this uh like this cholo kid. He's from uh, like West Covina. He came to the church, probably like 16, 17 years old. And they brought him here because he was having, he was hearing voices and he was feeling all this rage and anger. Basically, he was, he was feeling demonic stuff mm-hmm. and he was, he's a cholo kid and he was scared. And so I started talking to him and he goes, I go, when does this stuff happen to you in your life? When do you feel this rage and this mm-hmm. anger and this like thing take over your body? He says, when I drink. When he drinks. Right. Not witchcraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, uh. Any th- drugs, nothing right, like that, right. which alcohol is a drug. Yeah. 
when he would drink alcohol, he felt like this anger and rage, and he would like lash out and do all this crazy stuff that he couldn't control his body through alcohol. Well, that's the crazy thing. Footholes. Yeah. Alcohol today, realistically, is so acceptable. No one really looks at it as a drug. You know what I'm saying? It's not like all everybody that drinks considers themselves to be on drugs. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you go out, you have a glass of wine, maybe two or three. Yeah. But it's all okay. Did you know wine is like drinking one glass yeah, of wine? You know, stronger. people go, I only drink one glass right. of wine. Right. I was a professional alcoholic. <laughs> Profe- or I'd say a professional partier, which right. that means I was a professional an alcoholic. Druggy. Yeah. As you too, Sean. <laughs> yes. Wine. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I go drink beer, I'd go buy a 12-pack or an 18-pack. Most like an 18-pack. Mm-hmm. Not a 40? A wine. <laughs> dude, you could drink a bottle of wine oh. and get the same effect. Yeah. Wine is like 11%. Beer is like 3%. Right. And, and this goes... You're drinking like three beers. This goes into everything that we're talking about. If you're tuning in right now, this is live with Ryan Reese. And we started off this um, the show talking about um, this Blue Whale Challenge and technology that is robbing, uh, you know, the social media platform is being used to allure kids to this Blue Whale Challenge. It's just crazy. Kids, kids have committed suicide. Then we started talking about how Satan wants to come into our lives and get a foothold. And whatever it might be, it could be the technology. It could be, um, you know, para, uh, stuff through paranoia stuff of like maybe drugs or alcohol as we're talking about right now. Satan wants to deceive. And alcohol is something that definitely has led to so Look at how much pain. I know. How many DUIs? How many people ha- have died because of that? How many, you said, the guy battles with rage. I mean, there's so many times where we, we remember back in the day, it was like, man, I'm going to clean myself up. I'm not going to act away like I did last time. I'm tired of being in cups with the cops and everything. And then you go out of the bar, that man comes out a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. You get in bar fights. You get in, You do stupid stuff with your wife or your husband. And it rips off joy of your life. Exactly. You know, it's such a deception, especially in, in our culture today where it's so it's like a like a wannabe cool thing. Mm-hmm. But, man, it brings you into bondage again. And the reason why I brought all this stuff up, how we even got to the whole alcohol thing is because we were talking about footholds. Right. And going back to this article, back to the Blue Well, what they're telling these kids to do, kids that have not had any um, uh, affiliation with satan or the occult or anything what they're doing is these challenges are they're opening up these doorways and what they're doing is they have all these these 50 tasks to do and they start by cutting themselves well we know that the prophets of baal would cut themselves i mean right. this is all like a form of witchcraft right then you have you know self-destruction of god's creation then you have wake up at four in the morning and watch psychedelic and horror films okay that this is also witchcraft you're opening doorways of this stuff and that's that's what i wanted to hit on is that right. you know these doorways they're opening they're, they're telling these kids are giving them 50 ways to open these doorways and then then we are talking about these other doorways of this ki- this other kid that came to me that was a cholo that was drinking and he that was a doorway satan is just looking for any way like you were talking about and that's why the scripture at the bottom of this article says this it says in um i think is this in peter first Pe- peter, first peter five, 5 8 to nine. 9 it says be sober yep be sober be vigilant because your adversity adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking to whom he will devour resist him steadfast in the face knowing that the same suffering are expe- experienced by your brotherhood brotherhood in the world. I'm not used to reading this translation. (laughs) 
was like, that was the, it felt like that was the first time I ever read that verse. Right. I read the New Living Translation. <laughs> but basically it's saying, be sober, be vigilant, be on guard. Yep. Because Satan is roaming around the world like a roaring lion looking to whom he can devour. It be, it be sober literally means to be clear-minded, to be focused, mm-hmm. to be aware. Because when you're not sober, because it's not just limiting it to just alcohol, it's just in general. Right. But intoxication does bring unfocus. You it, can it brings... untoxic. You can intoxicate. You can intoxicate yourself with a pornography, exactly, and right. music, and it spiritual. Does. What's a spiritual intoxication? It exactly. does. You, yes. you're, you're like in a daze, and that's why it's so important because the enemy of our soul wants to deceive you. Plays your mind. Yeah. It's the battlefield right there. The Bible tells us to bring every thought and subjection to the obedience of Christ. And so, to be sober, to be vig- vigilant, it literally means like don't play games. To be mm-hmm. vigilant, you're dedicated to it. Right. Like if you're dedicated to fight the warfare against Satan, mm-hmm. okay, then you're in a good place. Then you understand you need to be spiritually on point. You need to be vig- vigilant in your walk with the Lord. And then he goes on to say, because why? You have an e- enemy, and he's Satan. And he's like a roaring lion. If we're in the studio right now, if a lion broke through this glass and came to his thing, we'd be out the door. He gives I would us, fight it. You would fight <laughs> like it. Samson. I would not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives run. you, it gives yeah. you a visual yes. like, in your flesh. You would bounce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why do you play around when Satan starts coming into the the room in a situation? You just hang around. You procrastinate. You're like, oh, you know, that might be for them. They get caught up. It mm-hmm. becomes bondage to them, but not me. And you start compromising in the areas, and then before you know it, he has a foothold in your life, and you're in a place of, of compromise and bondage. That's why James says, resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist means to do everything in your human power. Exactly. This the scripture in First Peter, to me, is just a reminder as a parent of how we need to be with our kids. Like, we always need to be sober-minded, and we need to be vigilant. Where? on social media, on any platform that they're involved in. Because I know that there are parents out there that may be hearing this and being like, that's not my kid. Like, I know my kid. He wouldn't get involved in this or she wouldn't get involved in this. My parents said the same thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But that's not reality. Reality is it could happen to any one of our kids. There is no one that's immune to it. Why? Because it's the work of Satan. And Satan wants to destroy every single one of us and our kids, and take us out. So don't think that he is not going to come after your kids because, oh, no, I'm raising them right. That would be like me. Okay, my kids have been in the church since they were born. I work at the church. My husband works at the church. I come from, you know, my father-in-law's a pastor, so we're good. Like, we don't have to worry about this. Like, they get the word, and they know what they're doing, but that's the lie from the enemy if I ever believed that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But it's like, okay, so now that this information is out, how are you going to deal with it and what are you going to do? we got to be open with our kids. We do. we got to educate let's, them. Let's give some parenting 101 how to deal with this for the listeners. Well, actually, I think we're going to be going to a break in a few yes, minutes. Yes, exactly. So let's, let's, let's plug a couple of things. We're going to come back from the break in a minute or two minutes, and we're going to talk about you know how we can address this because these are serious issues. And keeping your kids in the dark about what's happening around in culture is not good because guess what? Someone else is going to educate them, and most likely it's going to be their cell phone. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. Exactly. So anyway, look at Check this out. The Whosoever's. We're touring public high schools. Join us. Uh, I think we hit like 23 schools last year. I want to hit 60 schools this year. Partner with us. Pray for us that God will open more doors. 
And if you guys would love to get involved financially, we would appreciate that so we could hit more schools. We are seeing revival break out. We're showing up. We'll see anywhere from like four to 500 kids show up and then four to 500 kids come forward on the altar call and get saved. It's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, God is pouring out his spirit in these last days and it is crucial that we reach the these kids these are kids in public high schools i mean percentage say 99 percent of the kids are not christians in public high schools we're giving them the bibles we're getting them plugged in and we're giving them that gospel message sharing the love of jesus join us go to the whosoevers.com you could donate donate there and um if you want to get past shows you can go to ryan-reese.com get all of our past radio shows and all the shine bible studies going through the gospel of john and um oh and we're doing the Wake Up Tour. That's right. I'm touring the Wake Up Tour right now. We got over 30 stops so far, and we're going to continue. We're going to open it up to the United States this week. Um, it's a wake-up message for the church. To, it's almost like a culture update and the gospel uh, showing um, what we need to do, how we need to be vigilant, be sober-minded, and reach the lost at any cost. So book it if you're a church. Invite us down, and we'll do the presentation, and we're seeing hundreds of people get saved. We've seen just under 700 people come forward at my dad's church with four services. I think it was like three Sunday mornings and a Sunday night. God's pouring out his spirit in the church and outside of the church. And like Chuck Smith says, when you see the spirit moving, you want to just jump under that spout and and don't watch it from the sidelines. Right. Jump in. Get involved. Yeah. And that's it. Anything else, Sean? No, I just say that all the listening audiences out there, we'd love to hear from you as well. Make sure that you communicate to us through any of our social media platforms. We're going to take a break, and on the other side, we'll come back. Peace. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Everything all right? Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. All right, so right before the break, we were talking about um, the blue whale. Yes. We were talking about the blue whale and about all the crazy things. It's a social media blue whale challenge, and it's leading kids, adolescents, to commit suicide, and it's instructing them how to do it. And there's many things. It tells them to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, 4.20, go to your roof, and uh, basically stand on the edge and just look down for a while. So you're half asleep. Right. Then it says that to carve a blue well in your skin with a razor blade. It also talks about cutting by veins three times, not too deep so you hit a vein, but right. clearly they want you to hit a vein. It's teaching them how to commit suicide. And it's not just a challenge, but it's actually hitting the mainstream news. It's all over so, uh, Fox News, NBC, uh, uh, CNN. It's, it's, this is a real thing. And um, we need to talk to our kids about it because we might say, like Melinda was saying before the break, Oh, my kid's not into it. Look, I was a pastor's kid. I am a pastor's kid. And um, my parents could have clearly thought I wasn't in. They didn't know half the stuff I was into. And I was into some crazy stuff. So, yeah, if a pastor's kid could be into it, your kid can be into it. And it's important that we do educate our kids because if you don't, if we don't educate them about these things and they don't hear it from us, they're going to get raised by their cell phone. So what are some good ways parents... How to uh, see? I have babies, so I'm, right. I'm I'm new to this stuff. So I want to hear from you guys. Right. 
What are yep. some good ways for the parents to talk to their kids about these? Because these are pretty hardcore subjects here. Mm-hmm. They are. You know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's a matter of like we were talking about before, just happy, having that open line of communication. And whenever, you know, moms come to me and they want counseling about their child because their child is into, you know, whatever it is, drugs, alcohol, pornography or whatever, I always, you know, reiterate do you have an open line of communication with them? Are they, do they feel free to talk to you about anything? Like my kids know they can tell me about anything. And literally like sometimes when they tell me, I have to like take a step back and be like, okay, Melinda, how are you going to answer this question? Or how are you going to react to what they just told you? Because your reaction or how you respond means everything. Like Mm -hmm. if you respond the wrong way, you could close that door yep. and it may never, ever be open again. You know so what I'm saying? So if it's super shocking, don't act shocked. Exactly. Yeah, so, you need to be calm. Yeah. You know, and I try to like let my kids know, but you know what? Like nothing is new under the sun. Like everything that you face, I've faced. It may be different, but I've faced it in some way, shape or right. form. So I know I can relate to you. I know what you're talking about. It's a matter of educating them about, you know, like you were talking about, Sean, what are they putting into their minds? What is on their, you know, devices that they're seeing? Like, you know, my son is like a YouTube fanatic. Mm-hmm. He likes to watch kids play with toys, mm-hmm. which is very strange. But yeah. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> my kids too. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't want to play with toys. I want to watch kids play with toys. Exactly. That- <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. But the you kids know, YouTube, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, like are all kids, but still, like, yeah. how do I know that that might the people that are do that might not take it to another level? And then pretty soon, my son is watching, yes. you know, kids that are undressing things or right. you know introducing him to things that are obviously not right. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so what are you watching? Show me what you're watching. Let's like sit down and look at this together. Oh, okay, like this is good. But this, this is bad. And like having that protection on your iPad. But for me, it's always marking that path of, you know, the right way to go. You have to also let them know, too, because when they're watching YouTube and all this stuff, these these interesting channel uh, ads pop up. Right. I've, I've talked to so many young people, high school students or even junior high, that said they were just watching YouTube videos and there was a pop up. And they clicked on it and it was it was like that was like the beginning of this like pornography kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. So, we, I mean, it's we have to like educate them. Like yeah. one, one parent told me that uh, that happened to her kid. So she told she asked her daughter, why are you watching that? And she goes, oh, it just popped up. So it's a commercial. They said, hey, when those commercials come on, I don't want you to just you don't need to watch those commercials. Right. Just turn wait till the commercials over. Walk away and then come back and finish watching the video. Right, exactly. That's oh, simple. If you if you watch regular YouTube like that, it's linked to so many things. People purposely, they purposely, let's say it's a cartoon or mm-hmm. whatever on that YouTube aspect. They can put in the heading. You, you can do anything on YouTube. Right. You put it in, you put all those keywords for search. And so when it searches up, it will come in in a suggested video. Um, but you, you're talking about like the kids YouTube that yeah. they have that has that filter and everything. Exactly. But yeah, it, I think the, the same thing is true. Like right. kids YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. They have it. So it's just like cartoons. It's all filtered. Right. It doesn't have anything. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but even still you have to, even at those things, you have to be open with your kids. You talked about it and I believe it's so important. It is communication with your kids. It's building a relationship because we can tune out and just do our own thing. But we have to realize, 
Like those kids that have been entrusted to us have been entrusted to us by God. And one day they're not going to be five years old. They're going to be 15, 25, 35, 40. And we're responsible as we're shaping them by the way we live our lives. And, you know, all of them are different. Right. They need to feel value. My kids are totally different, especially my two, right? <laughs> Cohen and Jet are totally different. I have to deal with them differently. Right. I can be harder with my older one, Cohen. I can be more stern in different areas, and he just gets it. He doesn't get um, hurt. He, he doesn't get hurt. Jet, um, I could, if I come at him the wrong way, can melt him down. Right. And so I got to be able to communicate. So when we're talking about this stuff, that's why I said the Blue Whale Challenge, I use it as a te- teaching lesson right. for them. You have to see those opportunities sometimes in their lives where they see things. Um, the kids does something at school, you know, and they, you know, whether it's a curse word, whether right. it's something like you have to be able to, to communicate to them. Um, and like you said, I think that's important where we don't feel like we shut them down, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I try to relate to, to them as much as possible. And I always, that's my heart, dude. Like, I want to be, I'm a good father now, you know, as, with my kids being young. But I don't want them just to be at this phase. Right. So I have to grow as well. I have to grow as a man. I have to be see their strengths and weaknesses in different areas. And these areas, like you said, or Ryan was saying, yeah, he grew up in a, in, in a pastor's home and everything. But, dude, this is the thing. My sin, all my sons, as much of as amazing kids I think they are, they are born in sin. Exactly. They have a sin nature. You know, right. they're in need of um, a relationship with God, just like all of us, because mm-hmm. their flesh will be weak. It will be alert to these things that I'm trying to, to keep them away from. Um, but there is a reality out right. there. You know, sometimes you try to shelter your kids from so many things. I've heard this say before, you can put them in homeschool, you can put them in all those things, and I'm not downplaying it. Those are, are cool if you have peace in your home. But the reality of it is that uh, someday they're going to be in their teenage years. Mm-hmm. Someday they get a scholarship, they go to some of these colleges across the world. You have to prepare them for what's out there. Right. You know? And I've, I've talked to a girl that was back east when I did a tour, and she was a homeschooled kid, daughter of a pastor, and she couldn't go to the movies. She couldn't do. She was sheltered beyond sheltered. And guess what she was talking about? She was a cutter. Mm. Right. Because this is the thing that parents have to be careful of doing, which I know parents don't do it to have it be like this. But this is this is a warning. We cannot control every aspect of our kids' lives because then they feel like they have no control. So then they turn to cutting because they have control over that or they turn to anorexia because they have control over that. So we need to empower them to make decisions for their lives and not have us make every decision for their lives. So, you know, at a young age, of course, you're not going to have them make the big decisions, but little decisions like, I don't know, like something about what they're going to wear or how they're going to wear their hair. Right. I mean, we're talking about little kids, you know, and as they get older, it's like, OK, so what movies are you going to go see? Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, instruct them. OK, yeah, that movie's OK. Yeah, you can go do that. Not like you're going to do this. You're going to see that. You're going to wear this. This is how you're going to wear your hair or whatever the case may be, because then they feel like they have no choice in life. And when you feel backed into a corner with no choices in your life, then you start doing things that you feel you, you can control. Yes. Yeah. It's all about control. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like they've been so suppressed that they're like, no, I'm going to be in control of something. Hey, yeah. I want to talk. 
I want to talk about um, even growing up in the pastor's home that my parents did educate me. They did let me make my own decisions. But the way we had this open line of communication about certain movies, weed, alcohol, all these yeah. different things, and the way they communicated to me, I think it kept me away. It actually did keep me away from it for a longer period because I had the, I had the opportunity to to smoke weed in sixth grade. You know, we were all like skating around town with all of our friends and we, we uh, went to my friend's house and, they, and he opened the drawer at sixth grade and was like, hey, look at this. He showed me the weed. Like, and they were, we all, we just got done skating the skate park and came down and it was like probably eight of us and it was a perfect opportunity to literally bull, start blazing weed. Mm-hmm. But the way, because my parents pitched, I was like, you know, no, that's, mm-hmm. that's not good. And even like horror films, mm-hmm. there's so many different opportunities for me to watch like gnarly horror films. So, um, yeah, they they instilled that like that that was it like that fear of God or mm-hmm. that you know the the healthy fear not the like, healthy fear, not fear like God's gonna kill <laughs> yeah, you but yeah. more like you don't want to mess with this stuff because it's from the you know it's demonic it's from the devil right. so for inside of me because I was young and I had the Holy Spirit I was just like. I don't. I don't want to mess with that stuff. Like that's the kind of scary stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it was good. It wasn't yeah. like I was terrified. Like I was going right. to. Right. The fear I had wasn't like I was going to go to hell. Right. Right. It was just like not a good idea to really be messing. Yeah. With this stuff. You don't want to open those doors. Yeah. That's that's what, and that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing to have. Exactly. Not like because then the other the extreme is like you're going to go to hell. Right. God hates this, and also like God's this horrible person. I never felt like God never loved me if right. I was going to do this stuff. It was just more like. It's not Satan's about this stuff. You don't want to be involved in exactly. This stuff. Scare tactics don't work with kids Mm-mm. because you might scare them for a minute, but it's not going to last. You know what I'm saying? And then the more that you have them, you know, on these scare tactics, then pretty soon they're going to be like, "Really? Well, I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. I'm going to go do this. You know, and even in life, like scare tactics aren't going to. If you get saved under a scare tactic, you're not going to truly always, you know, follow the Lord because. You were emotional and you got scared, but it's a matter of coming to your end, you know? Yeah, I think um, as we're talking about this, this is live with Ryan Reese. And now we're just talking about um, the reality of raising children with so many distractions, with so many things that, that are luring and how we can man, encourage one another in, the, in this process because um, their lives are getting so inundated with so much information. Um I need wisdom daily, you know, yeah. and I think just like with um, everything, some people's like, how can I reach my loved one, you know, to come to mm-hmm. the Lord? And this can be a kid or it could be somebody older. I always say the main thing is your life, right? Your life, how, how you live your life. To me, that's the greatest example of being somebody that's legit and genuine. When Ryan was jacked up and broken, he, who did he come to? He came to his dad because... Right. Even though, um, you know, he hadn't walked with the Lord for a long time, he knew that what his dad did, his heartbeat of the Lord was true and real and went to him. Same he always thing loved me. me. He, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't judge me either. Same thing. He, yeah. I'd come to my house. He'd come to my house and I would have my girlfriend live with me, refrigerator full of beer, freezer with a bottle of a handle of vodka. Yeah. Um, cigarettes yeah. in the backyard, in the, in the ashtray. Never judged me. And when I came to the Lord, I came to him because that door was open. And that's important. That's a relationship. Yeah, I had the same thing with my mom too. Like it was just like as dark as a place that I got, I knew that what she believed was genuine. Yes. Like I knew it was genuine, even though my lifestyle was jacked up. And so when I was 
out and out, she was one of the people that, that I could talk to and communicate right. to. And so to me, that's valuable because we understand our children are going to make mistakes. Exactly. We don't want them to make mistakes. <laughs> you know, Our parents didn't want us to make mistakes and go down these paths that we wasted many years, um, but we did. Um, but raising our children in the ways of the Lord, being an example to them, this is the thing. That's why Satan wants to destroy their home. He gets to the parents, destroys them. The kids get bitter. I mean, divorce happens in homes. Um, different things can happen in a home, and it can totally uh, mess up the dynamic that's there. The children don't um, uh, listen to the authority anymore because, like, you're not even listening right, to right. what you're telling me. Exactly. And then you, it becomes hypocrisy, and that's why we just have to be on guard, like, me, as a man, 40 years old, like I have to grow in a relationship with the Lord. I have to be, as we were talking about Peter, remember like your adversary walks around like a roaring lion. He wants to pull you off. You have to be sober. You have to be clear-minded. You will never be the man that God has called you to be, the husband, the father God's called you to be unless you're submitted to him. Like that's, to me, that's the key. Right. And then as your children are grow up, they'll see your genuineness or your integrity and that relationship will flow. Right. And I'd like to point out that, like, just because your kids uh, grow up in the church, that doesn't mean that they're saved. Like I sat down with my kids probably like three years ago and I told them, I said, look, it, you were born with Christian parents. You have Christian grandparents. You've been in church since the day you were born. But that doesn't mean you're saved. That doesn't mean that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your relationship with the Lord is is only covered under your parents for so long. And then you have to make the decision to accept him. Mm -hmm. So don't assume that your child is saved because you don't know. And when they come to that age, they have to take their relationship and they have to make it their own. Mm -hmm. Like just because, you know, you're reading and you're praying and you're, you know, walking doesn't mean that that is going to cover your kids. They need to read. They need to pray. They need to build their own relationship with him. They need to become intimate with him because that's the only way that they're going to be saved and protected from the things of Satan. Because if they don't have that, where are they going to go? How are they going to combat the evilness of Satan coming into their mind and telling them things if they don't read the Bible on their own, uh, on their own and allow the Lord to speak to them? They need to be able to even come to church and uh, be involved in like, uh, church shouldn't just be like coming to church and leaving. They need to get involved with like the youth ministry, mm-hmm. make friends there, Christian friends. Because if you come to church once a week and you go back to all your non-Christian friends, mm-hmm. I mean, I met a lot of cool people at, at you know, church like Greg and uh, you know, just different. I just can't think of any right now. Then, you know, but there's, there's, there's different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People from church. Right. Well, a lot of the pa- I, I became friends with some of the pastors' uh, kids, kids as well. Right. You know, your age, you could find the like-minded people, even if it's just one. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to have uh, them hanging out with 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 those friends, those Christian mm-hmm. friends, because iron sharpens iron. You know, it's just that good e- example. Or like John Barry, he, you know, me and him are going to church all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, you know, so we 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 just we saw eye to eye. You know. Yeah. Until we until we got into high school and things got a little crazy, but um. Very important. It is. That relationship. There's, get them involved with cool stuff too. Well, yeah. yeah. Like you got to get your kids involved with cool stuff. You can't just, if church is what you make it. That's true. All right. It's Sunday morning. You're going to go. You're going to do your time. And then we're going to leave. Right. <laughs> like there, find out what sports or what activities. There's the church going snowboarding. Right. Send him on the snowboarding trip. Now he's, he or <laughs> she's going to meet all these 
people that have the same thing in common. They right. love to the snowboard. That's how you and I met. Well, that's how we met. <laughs> Skiing. That was exactly. before snowboarding exists. Exactly. There, there are those beach mo- trips. Yes. You put your but. kids in a place, you give them an opportunity where they can step out of their own comfort zones and grow in a relationship with the mm-hmm. Lord as well. Just recently, over at Yodan's church, they went to the um, Columbia to uh, right. South America. 49 people went on this trip. One of them was a good friend of mine. The youngest kid that was there was 13 years old on wow. that trip for two weeks. Um, and nice. he was, um, and he had just been talking to his son that last year, the importance of you growing and developing in this own relationship with the Lord. And his son, who may be a little shy by nature, um, actually thought it when he heard it announced about going on his mission trip, he kind of wanted to go. And so they began praying about it and they sent him. It was tough for, for the parents to let right. him go. But he loved it. Come back on fire, right. you know, um, seeing the work of God, you know, ministering to other people's lives, kids across, you know, in South America. It did something that's going to impact their lives. And that's what you're saying. Like our kids have to develop their own personal relationship mm-hmm. with, with the Lord. They have to bring those people uh, in, in their lives or the Lord brings those people in their lives that could be their, uh, their iron in their lives. The kids, as they're growing together as well uh, in the Lord is very important. Very important because, again, the enemy wants to destroy. There's a scripture I wanted to read real quick, and I referred to it, especially a little bit of the theme of the show. And it's found in Psalm 101, verses 2 to 3. It says, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when you when will you come to me? I will w- walk within my house with a perfect heart. And this is the key, verse 3. This is a determination. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. He's saying... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tempt myself. I'm not going to let garbage go into my mind that's going to discourage me, that's going to disqualify me. I don't want any of that stuff in my home or in any aspect of my life because I'm I'm weak. Right. I don't need those things in my life. My children need to see that example that I've made that stand as well. Um, so those things are, you know aren't acceptable. Right. The thing is too, we all all our kids are different. They have different personalities and. Um, some of my kids are not like joiners and they're not like all into like, you know, serving or volunteering. So what I've done is I have volunteered. I've been that example. Mm -hmm. I volunteered and had them serve alongside of me Mm -hmm. to be that example so that they are comfortable with it. Because I know as parents, oh, well, they won't do it. So forget it. And they give up. Well, no. Think about how you can get them involved and help them. And you know what? I mean, now they love it. They love it. They want to serve and some of them are too young to serve, but they can't wait to serve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And get involved. And that's the thing. How can we as a parents be that example, you know, to show them, okay, this is how it works. This is how you do it. This is the joy of it. You know, mm-hmm. this is fun. This isn't like, oh, I got to go do this, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's what you need to do. And you know what? Every day is a new day, you know, because you might be listening. You're like, oh, man, I've just... Haven't been really doing it right for my kids or this and that. Every day is a new day. Exactly. Every day you wake up, even with our relationships. Right. Every day I could be a better husband. Every day I could be a better father. Mm-hmm. Every day I could be a better uh, brother-in-law, like, what, brother, better friend, better boss, better worker. Right. Every day it's a brand new day mm-hmm. that we have to make decisions on what we want to do, who we want to be. And if you mess up really bad, then we all do some days. Yep. 
It's a brand new day the next day. That's right. No condemnation. No. Nope. No condemnation. So it's not too late. My point is, it's not too late. It's not. No. Change it's not. today, right now. Decide. Exactly. I'm going to change. And you might have a great day tomorrow. Right. And the next day, you might mess it all up. <laughs> well, thank God, there's going to be another day. Exactly. If God, if God does <laughs> allows you to live. Right. But uh, that's what it's all about. Right. That, that, Every day is a new day. You know, one of, one of those characteristics that's talked about the Lord is one that I love: long suffering. Mm-hmm. He's patient with us. He has a patient, enduring love for us. He, he's not ready for us just to mess up. All right, I'm done with you. Right. And because of that love that God has for us, we need to have that love for, for one another, for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a love that God has for you, no doubt about it. He cares for you. He cares about you in your struggle and in your pain. And when you understand God's character, it's going to see you through some of the, the greatest testings in your life. I say it again. I say it so often. I say Anybody that is walking with the Lord, even though a curveball is thrown your way, you see something that, that that comes a direction you weren't prepared for. A spiritual person will power through. They'll be able to see that God's going to work out his plan through this. I just got to right. hold on. Exactly. Uh, to me, that's the key. There are a few things that I want to uh, just point out with this, uh, bringing it back full circle to the blue whale challenge. And that is some things that we as parents need to look for. I mean, if you notice like strange marks on your kid's body, or if you notice that they're listening to music that they normally didn't listen to, or, you know, you see like something on their phone that's like this movie that's just kind of like brings, you know, red flags, or you notice that they're up at 420 or whatever, or odd hours or some oddity in their behavior. Check it out. Don't just surpass it. Oh, well, you know, that's just... Something that they're doing this week. No. If I, was, if I had a kid, I would get into their phone and look around. Until they're 18, Heck yeah. I'm digging through yeah. and checking things out. Because the For crazy sure. thing is, is that, you know, on Snapchat, on Instagram, they have these um, other accounts. Fake names. Fake yep. names. And that's where they put all the stuff that they don't want you to see. So you're looking at their regular <laughs> Instagram. You're like, oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, that's good. But little do you know, they have this fake account that they put all their stuff out there, you know, and that's the thing. We have to make sure that we are, you know, diligent and we are sober minded and we've got to be, you know, that person for our kids. Because if we're not there for our kids to protect them, no one else is. Absolutely. Yeah. Who else is? You know? Absolutely. And this, it all boils down to this. This is why we're doing the Kill the Noise High School Tour. Because we're having that, um, that we're touching down in the high schools right in front of these kids at the public high schools and we're letting them know that they're created for a purpose. Kill the noise, kill the distractions and f- follow Christ and find out the reason why they were created. And we would, you know, again, we would love for you guys to partner with us. We must, it's a matter of life and death that we get into these high schools in front of these kids. They say that, 80% of kids from 11 to 18 contemplate suicide. Mm-hmm. And another statistic says that a 15-year-old living today gathers as much information as a 15-year-old would gather in one year. Mm. We are being overloaded. This is why we have to kill the noise. This is why we have to spread the love of Jesus. And you guys could partner with us through prayer and even donating, I think high schools cost $1,500 per high school, which is nothing. We feed like five to 600 kids. And then we give them free Bibles. We get them plugged into the radio show, to the Gospel of John messages, and into the Christian club, and then into the churches. 
This is amazing. Yep. Tell me any other ministry that's doing this and being this effective. 95% of the kids are getting saved at every single stop. Exactly. And it's 100% non-Christian kids. Right. Join us. Go to thewhosovers.com to get more information. Love you guys. See you next week. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.